Fucking bet against me. Bet against me. Tell me it's not going to happen. Tell me it's going to fail. I love it. I love every minute of it. Podcast on Spotify, Tucker D, Tour Diaries, man, no need to lie, but a trucker's life is really underrated. Most of our stories go into the wasteland. We hit the road, embracing the community, talking to people about their lives, inspiring unity. From the highest to the lowest, and the trials that we face. Detour Diaries, man, we're leaving our trace. Good morning, welcome back to another episode, you gear grabbing, 18-wheel driving, exhaust-blowing super truckers. My name is Mike. And I am the host of the Detour Diaries, the greatest mobile podcast on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Matrix Expedited Services. Uh, they're located in Flint, Michigan. Matrix has been around for nearly 20 years. They are a smaller company, uh, about 100 fleet, 100 fleet truck, but they have big company benefits. Currently, they're hiring dedicated CDL, running teams down to Laredo. I know they're also looking for a local opportunity. Or a local driver so if you're looking for an opportunity locally in the flint area they are hiring locally as well uh their safety department ran by scott Weegers, it's top notch um i recently talked to scott and he told me that his retention rate after being there for a year is over 95 percent, which says a lot about the safety department and the culture that they're cultivating up there at matrix expedited so if you're interested it sounds like something that you would uh, thrive at and it could be right up your alley you can check them out at matrixexp.com or you can find them on facebook at facebook.com slash matrix expedited so today we're going to talk about a topic that's pretty alluring and frequently misunderstood in the world of trucking particularly when it comes to new drivers they enter the field and then they're fed just inaccurate information and most of this comes from drivers that learned about trucking 10 15 20 years ago they went to a company stayed with that company and they never left their knowledge of trucking is only wrapped around and contained around that one company that they actually worked for. And while that's great for a resume, it's bad for experience. Lots of experience. Different experience. Any kind of experience other than just having a... I don't know. There's two sides of the coin. It's it's great stability. And like that that's very... Anyway, I'm getting off topic. My point is, is that people get into their, they get set in their ways and they don't realize that trucking actually has changed over the 10, over 10 years, over 15 years, over 20 years. It changes every five to three sometimes, depending on what, on what's happening. And there's been a lot of changes recently that have affected the CDL, uh, this, the commercial driver world, the CMV world, the educational world for CDL, there's been a lot of changes that have hours of service, right? There's been a lot of things that have, have changed over the last 10 years. And with that change comes change in other places. So we're going to so dispel, dispel some, some myths. myths. We're going to reveal, 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 reveal some facts. facts and, we'll and we'll talk about, about the how and why I operate, the things that I'm doing to hopefully give you a clearer picture of the owner-operator market. It's no secret. That, that being an owner-operator, being a lease operator, it, it can be it can be incredibly tempting. I know that when I was teaching, that's mostly what people wanted to do was be an owner-operator, get their own truck, do their own thing, and I always encouraged it. I just encouraged them to do their homework and make sure that they're doing it the right way because at the time, I had no idea how. So you had the promise of independence, there's higher earnings, and the taste of entrepreneurship, right? Like, 
I am my own boss. I get to do my own thing. When you're the captain of your own rig, you have the opportunity to negotiate your own rates. You can deal with brokers directly and potentially get better pay for your services. Um, so for me, being a lease operator, it's allowed me to earn significantly more than I would have as a company driver. Now, I've not been a company driver for a lot of places, making that cent per mile. Most of my stuff's been done regionally or locally, where I actually got paid per hour. But in the very beginning, I did do it for 36 cents a mile for Stevens back in 2008, Stevens Transport out of Mesquite. They actually had a really good program. Looking back on it in hindsight, you know, 90-20, um, looking back on it, their program was actually really good from a company standpoint. From a new driver standpoint, I thought it was grueling and pointless and I was 22 no idea pretty crazy story but it's it's I haven't really done the cent per mile and it's been a long time since I have done it <clears throat> so having said that switching from what I was doing to what I am doing the only thing that made sense was owning my own truck which I don't have the means for and I didn't have the means for, or lease op in my own truck. I chose the lease op. I'm in a pretty good lease program where I'm at. Um, my, my payment's pretty manageable. I didn't have any capital when I was starting. I didn't have any credit. Um, so, and when you're first getting into this, so many things are so expensive. If you get your DOT number and you've only had it for a little bit, like your rates are more expensive for everything. Some brokers won't even touch you. So when you first started driving and you first start doing this, you're like, I'm going to get my own truck. That's great. But insurance is going to be high, very high. You're a newly licensed CDL holder and your DOT number is fresh off the print. So they go hand in hand when it comes to owning your own business, getting your own authority and the rates in which you pay it has everything to do with that. And then obviously your CSA scores, your compliance, all that all the other things are rolled into it. So you want to make sure you're compliant. You want to make sure you're safe and Every DOT violation, every out of service, all of that goes against your DOT number, which then goes against your, or it determines how much your insurance and how high and everything else like that, your, your workability. Like it's, it's almost like your integrity is your worth in, in this industry. So your integrity has to be there. Insurance was a big thing for me. I was looking at insurance rates when I was first get my own DOT and I was like, oh Lord, they're, they're very high, very high. I know, I know that for 10 to 15 trucks, I know small fleets like that were paying upwards of $30,000 and a month, a month for like 10 to 15 trucks. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. And so, and most of the times you have to pay that directly up front, which is even harder because you have to come up with that capital up front. You got to have that working capital up front. So that's one of the perks that I've found while doing this is that I do have the luxury of having that umbrella group insurance with this company. And that's one of my, one of the things that went into my thought process when it came to deciding what to do. Fuel, fuel is another huge thing. Um, I get a pretty sizable discount at the pump. Every time I fuel up, being working for a, a major carrier, 
and they're they're a pretty large carrier. So having working for them has given me the opportunity to save money at the fuel while I can. They're a major carrier, so I get maintenance discounts on tires and things like that. Um, I get discounted maintenance at their terminals from their shop. That's a bonus that I get. And all of these things, steady freight, right? So April, May, June, I pull retail. So April, May, and June, not really, not real heavy retail months because school's over, people aren't really shopping, you know, back to school, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, right? All that during that time, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really good. So steady freight, my umbrella insurance, my fuel discount, my maintenance discount, they've shown me how much I should put aside for my maintenance escrow in case any kind of repairs need to be done. They've shown me how to manage not only my time, but also my money in a lot of ways. I also have a team of people that know this industry that I can reach out to whenever I have any questions. And I genuinely mean that. If I have a question about maintenance, I can reach out directly to the, the head of maintenance. I, they have designed this program to create it so that, or they have designed this program to, to curate owner operators, to curate small fleet owners. This is what they wanted to do. So when you, you got to find a company that sees your vision and sees what it is you want to do, and then work with that, right? That's, that's a big part of it. <laughs> One of the myths I want to talk about is being an owner operator, meaning instant success. When you plant a seed in whatever it is, it takes time for that seed to become that fruit, that plant, that tree, whatever it is, right? That flower. You have to water it. You have to nurture it. You have to give it proper sunlight. You have to give it proper attention. You have to do all of these things. And it's no different when talking about a business and starting out. You plant the seed. Seed is the idea. Water the idea. That start, I mean, you start branching out from the idea and gathering the means and the resources to be able to do it. It doesn't happen overnight. It requires dedication. It requires smart decision-making. It requires a deep understanding of the industry. Dedication to what you're doing, right? We're talking about your vision, your why. If you don't have a why, you don't have a purpose. You just, when you're doing this and you're like, I want to be an owner-operator on my own business, you have to be just as hard of a worker as you were prior to that. And if you, you know yourself, if you're, if you and yourself, your integrity you want to open a business, but you know you're not that hard of a, of a worker, you're not really a self-starter, you're not really a go-getter, then it's going to be really hard. You have to hustle. You hustle to get here, you have to hustle while you're here. And you hustle until you don't have to hustle anymore. Excuse me while I take a drink. Yeah, just keep hustling. You won't be there very long, but if you go in there with a weak mindset that you're not going to hustle and you don't have to do anything, you don't have to work hard, you don't got to put your mind to it, you don't got to put your body to work, then you're very wrong. You put all of that to work for somebody else. Why wouldn't you give extra for yourself, for your family, for your time, for your assets? They're yours now. So you keep your head down and grind. Stay out of the rest areas. Stay out of the truck stops. 
stay away from those casinos. Stay away from the gambling machines inside of the truck stops. Keep the tires moving when you can. Talked about before, what can you do if you're a dispatcher? You can get there on time every time. That should be what you want to do. As safely as you can, but on time every time. Quickly as you can. Safely as you can. Smart decision making. That, that really looks like if you changed careers and you went into owner-operator, for me, this is where my mind goes. The smart decision-making is living at or below your means prior to going into owner-operator, prior to taking that venture on, right? So if you do this, anything extra... You can take and then you can pay off some debt. You could put it aside for another truck to build your fleet. You could put it into a maintenance account for the current truck. You could, lots of things you could do with it. There's lots of things, but it's extra, right? You could stash it away for a rainy day because if you do it the right way and and you're, you have a, a, a base constant and you're not, you're not overspending on the highs and you're not impulsively overreacting on the lows, then having that base constant of this is what I make, anything extra is great, anything below it, I'm not sweating because of that extra. You have to have that base. There are ebbs and flows in this industry. There are gives and takes in this industry. So by not overspending on the highs and impulsively overreacting during the lows, You'll be able to keep heading in the right direction. You gotta cut, you gotta keep fine-tuning and growing. If you're only doing the same thing for X amount of years, you're gonna continue to get the same result. If you haul construction materials and we're in the middle of a recession and building isn't really happening, move to where the freight is. If you're pulling refrigerated and it's not really paying, find something that is. Knowing the industry trends and moving with it will help you surf the waves. It'll help you surf the waves. And it'll have you spending less time treading water and be able just to hop back on that board and continue to ride those ebbs and not really fall when the when the, when the, when the flows come. I'm not a surfer. I don't know why I use the surfing reference there. Another myth I want to talk about is endless freedom. It's not really endless. It's endless responsibility. Yet more control of your schedule. But you're running this business on wheels. Which means if it's not moving, you're not earning. And there's a lot of stressors out there that are, are that are gonna take hold. Like they just it they they're gonna happen. There's fuel, there's insurance risk repair, needed time off, there's weather, traffic, there's construction, there's hazards, there's there's so many things out there. And the fact that you only earn when you drive, it can be a complete mind twist. There's almost a constant pressure to get back out there and like you can't even enjoy your time off sometimes. Endless freedom? Nah, we're at the mercy of traffic. Endless freedom? Nah, we're at the mercy of the weather too. Endless freedom? Nope. 
We're at the mercy of the dispatcher. Endless freedom? No. Mercy of the receivers and the, and the shippers. Freedom is endless. Sort of. All the same things that limit that freedom as a company driver are still there, just minus a few as an owner-operator. Again, owner-operator, lease-operator, same thing, only difference is title and hand. And all we do is separate the middleman or remove the middleman. Separate, I guess that works. But re we remove the middleman. The middleman pays you, we just pay ourselves. That's it. And then everything that the company gets to write off we get to write off everything from food to meetings to equipment to gas in our personal cars to whatever it may be. It's, it's anything that you spent on your business, on your truck, anything it may be, they get to write it off. And so do owner operators and lease operators. So there's, there's that twist to always get back out there and that home work life balance, home, that home work, yeah, life balance that you need to achieve. I said it that way for a reason. The home work life balance. Not work life, home life. Home and then work. Spend eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, five days a week, 50 hours. You spend eight of those hours sleeping, up those five days, 40 hours. Now you're at 90. How many hours are in... It's too much math, but we don't get a lot of time. So you should enjoy more of it at home or be able to enjoy that time that you do have, either get quantity or quality. I prefer quality. So whatever that looks like to you, Make sure you're getting that when you go home. Recharge yourself when you go home. That's the important part. Recharge yourself. Whatever that looks like, recharge yourself in a healthy way. So while navigating this path for maximum success, financial savviness, first and foremost, is crucial. Financial literacy is crucial. Understanding your expenses, like we talked about before, your fuel, your repairs, uh, if you're going to take it a little bit bigger, your payroll, planning for your taxes, managing a budget, it can make or break you, your entire thing. So we talked about living at just below your means or at your means on those on those rainy weeks, right? So you can maintain, so you can maintain normal operations, right? If you have the mindset, I want to make a lot of money on one truck, remember that one truck is going to have to do a lot of driving, a lot of driving. Build strong relationships with everybody. And I mean everybody. Clients, brokers, fellow drivers, all of that can open doors to more opportunities, stable work, uh, close, close relationships, close working relationships, business opportunities, whatever it may be. Those things, the communication part of, of the business part is, in my mind, the most important part. And I, I really took that one to heart. And having met some incredible people in my 22 years of working it's time to retire guys in 22 years of working I've, I've taken a little bit from a lot of people I remember impactful bosses along the way I also don't remember non, I, don't, I don't remember any non-impactful bosses but 
my very first boss. I remember her name. I remember, uh, I remember a lot of people's names that were very impactful, and I'm very thankful and very appreciative of those conversations that I've had along the way. So I also want to say never stop learning. I think we should all have to have continuing education credits, and we should have to show our worthiness to be out here driving 80,000-pound vehicles. Boo, I know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fun sucker. But at the end of the day, the fact that you could go get your CDL the same way you could obtain your driver's license, at least in Michigan, blows my mind. Blew my mind. I couldn't believe it then. Can't, I'm happy it's gone. So I do think that continue, continuing education, based on what I've seen that comes out of, that can come out of truck driving schools, I definitely think continuing education should be a thing that happens every two to four years. Every time you renew your CDL, you should have to take a, like an aptitude test to make sure you're still fit to drive a truck. Nonetheless, keep learning. Stay updated on industry trends, regulations, best practices. If you're ahead of the curve, you'll be able to better know when's a good time to switch up the freight if that's something that you need to do. Don't keep beating your head against that wall. Like I said, if it's something that's not moving right now, switch to something that is moving. Nothing grows in the comfort zone. In trucking, we, we, we got to give something up to get something that we want. It's usually how it works. Becoming an, becoming an owner-operator, sorry, I had to scream at the dogs. Becoming an owner-operator can be rewarding. It's not often without its challenges. If you've been hearing the contrary to this, then I encourage you to do your own research and start dispelling misconceptions and approaching this journey with a balanced perspective. Do the critical thinking. Do the research. Do your homework. What do you want? What do you want to obtain? Who offers that? Where can I get that? Ask the why to everything. The communicative part is the most important part of any business venture. It's the most important part of any relationship. And I believe that being able to convey what it is you want from your business and how you're going to get it is the most important part. That's it for me today. Thank you for joining me on this chapter of the Detour Diaries. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it shed a little bit of light on the owner-operator side of things. If you have any questions or want to reach out, please do so with, uh, with our email. It's detourdiaries at runamucktrucking.com. That's detourdiaries at R-U-N-A-M-U-C-K-T-R-U-C-K-I-N-G.com. Or you can jump in the Discord and say, hey, we're also on Twitter at underscore Detour Diaries or Facebook at The Detour Diaries. If you're enjoying the podcast and looking for a way to support the page, you can do so right now from Spotify or using our cash tag code, hash, no, not hashtag, cash tag code, money sign Detour Diaries. I appreciate all of the continued support as we climb towards a total of 300 plays. It seems crazy. It's only been two months. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And as always, keep the rubber side down and drive safe out there. This has been another pit stop on the Detour Diaries.